going to the banana splits. <gasps> Sometimes at night, I see the splits riding around in the little cars, laughing and singing. Who's excited to see the banana splits? Yeah! Rebecca! 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 I'm canceling the show. What? Hi, kids. Put on your ha happiest faces because the Banana Split Show is about to begin. Where are the children? Mom, get out of here. Time's almost up. Why are you doing this to me? The show can go on forever and ever and ever. Come on, you fuzzy son of a... I just really want your brother's birthday to be perfect. We're gonna have so much fun. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Horror Squad podcast. Um, Todd, take it away. Yes, sir. So we're going to be watching, or actually we're going to be talking about the Banana Splits movie, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime uh, for rental, as well as the Blu-ray Best Buy. I think it's still $9.99, so um, my opinion, worth the purchase, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, directed by one, uh, bear with me here, Danishka Esterhazy. Um, never heard of her, and her IMDb is a lot of short films, but I thought a uh, decent enough movie. Um, yeah, so stay tuned for that, and uh, Steve... What's going on, man? What you wearing today? Oh, uh, I'm wearing an Evil Dead shirt that says "I love evil." Oh, and as usual, no pants. So, <laughs> a usual podcast attire. Come to uh, think of it, I actually got an Evil Dead shirt today in the mail. Oh, nice. What was it? Uh, it's actually from Fright Crate. Uh, I haven't bought one of those in, I think, since last year because I got the Halloween special edition thingy that they do, and it came with one of those. Um, you know, custom Evil Dead things and like a little Michael Myers mini bus, which is really cool. It lights up and stuff. And uh, an Elvira pin, which I'm not really into because I just don't like pins. And what else? Um, oh, the mother from Psycho uh, as like the mummified corpse version for a, for a magnet, which I really like magnets. So that was cool. But yeah, that came today. That's nice. awesome. So not a uh, pizza box and not a, a piece uh, of trash. No, I didn't get that today. <laughs> Wait, so that came in your band box? Yeah, I got the band box. It, it was I think it was for October, and two of the items. There's a pizza box signed by Lisa Wilcox, like a little pizza box. Oh, which I, I, I they've been doing this the last few months where there's it's like a regular household item, like a popcorn bucket and a pair of sunglasses signed by celebrities but i don't know they're not it's not like iconic pieces from those celebrities so it really doesn't make sense to me and then i got this like just circle thing that says palmer on it which i think is from the thing but it's really just a piece of plastic that says palmer on it and i just don't get it and it's that's true it is what it is. yeah it's uh, yeah. The, like the, the pin was it was um captain spaulding which is pretty cool and there's a print by uh for trick or treat, which is cool, but man, those two items just absolute trash. Yeah. Are you gonna keep it, pizza box? Uh, no, probably not. It's just, <laughs> and I don't even know what to do with it. Like, I can't really sell it either. Who the fuck's gonna buy it? It'd it be hard to ship. Like, it doesn't say like Nightmare on Elm Street or anything on it anywhere. 
No, it's just it's just a regular pizza box that says Lisa Wilcox on it. <laughs> oh, That's stupid. At least if it yeah, had the pe- like the so- pizza of souls or something on the inside, that would have been cool. But oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But where am I going to find that? Nowhere, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do, you, do you still get boxes, Joe? No, I haven't gotten a box in probably over a year now. Like basically, I the last box I got was um oh god, I forget the company now. They were a good company too, actually. He only does like fifty boxes, I think. Uh, Is that Cryptocorium? No, not Cryptocurium. I fuck, I can't remember. Which is too bad because the guy. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll I'll check my YouTube channel. Um, but the guy actually did like a lot of really good boxes, and he sent me a couple of boxes to review. And uh, every single box he sent was really really good. And then I ended up buying a couple boxes. Um, a little box of horrors was the name. Um, and I think he still does it. Uh, really good company. Uh, that's like 90 bucks. Yeah. They're really expensive, but you always get your money's worth and the, and then some, um, but that was part of the problem. Like I just, uh, I just would rather save my money and buy stuff like I actually want, yeah, you know what I mean? Than say like the grab, get random stuff like a pizza box, uh, shit like that. Uh, yeah, but I did enjoy getting um, Fright Crate and Horror Block. I mean, it was fun, but, you know, after a while, the uh, novelty kind of wore off for me. I'm looking at his site right now, and 75 bucks for, like, a custom, I know what you did, a summer figure. That's pretty steep. That is steep. Ish. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So uh, you went to a con, uh, Joe, right, this weekend? I did, yeah. I went to Super yeah. Mega Fest uh, with uh, the guys over at the Dorkening. They had a table, so, um, you know, they were nice enough to um, invite us as well. So set up um, stuff for the pod, obviously. I set our banner up, stickers, flyers. Had a few people drop by. Um, no one that dropped, actually, no, no listeners dropped by, but a lot of people dropped by and co- complimented our logo and, you know, said that they would definitely check out the show and whatnot. So if you're checking it out from Super Mega Fest, hello. Thank you for coming and joining us. But, yeah, uh, overall, it was a really solid con. Um, it's, like, the first non-horror-based con I have been to in quite some time. So it was actually a nice change of pace. Um, so as far as guests, I met uh, Carmen Electra, who is still looking pretty good for 47, I got to say. Banging. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where, where's Sam's little? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, and I also met uh, Edward Furlong, who um, I guess like he's he's uh, had some issues with drugs and stuff, so he was looking. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking. He had a, a coke rough. problem, I think. Yeah, he's looking a little rough, but I mean, he was he was still pretty, he was still really nice when I met him and stuff. Had him sign a Pet Cemetery two poster. Um, but yeah, I mean, the lines were, you know, not too long, but it was like steady all day. Uh, you know, busier than Rock and Chalk was on Friday, Steve. So, <laughs> uh, I, I was only there on Saturday, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a good con. There was a, a couple of horror vendors, uh, picked up, uh, what did I, I, I picked up Sam actually a couple of things, a pretty cool vinyl, um, Universal Monster like mm-hmm. vinyl record. And I got her some Creature from the Black Lagoon prints. Mm-hmm. Did I? I don't remember. I don't think I picked up anything. Just the just the, autos, just the auto, autograph from uh, Furlong. 
and uh, the picture with Carmen. That was about it. But there was a really awesome, uh, just complete horror vendor who had a uh, he had a uh, full size replica of Leprechaun and the Crypt Keeper. But they were what? yes, but they were eight. They were photo of Crypt Keeper. They were eight hundred dollars each, and the likeness I have I actually do have a picture I can show you. But the likeness wasn't um, completely there. Worth eight hundred. Yeah, it definitely wasn't worth eight hundred bucks to me, so I I passed on them. But yeah, overall a good con, and uh, it was a good way to get um, our name out there again. And yeah, so uh, the next one we got coming up, of course, is Wicked Weekend. Just. Yeah, two weeks away now, um, if you can believe it. Um, sadly, we found out today Todd will not be able to make it anymore, but Sam and I will be there uh, handling the panels and whatnot, and the rest of the Dorkman guys will be helping out. So check it out, thewickedvault.com, if you want tickets. Um, and yeah, it will be a great time. How much was Eddie charging? Uh, Furlong was 40 That's not bad. No, not too bad. Electra was um, sixty or hundred for a combo. A hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but your 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 teenage self thanks you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get her autograph. I just got a, I just got a photo, but sixty just for the photo. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's pricey. Um, she was probably the biggest star there. Tony Danza was there. He was charging uh fifty. Uh, and you know that's a name I haven't heard in a long time <laughs> right yeah and then uh, who else was there oh Steve like this million dollar man Ted DiBiase was there oh really yeah he doesn't look too good and, uh, I remember him and Tony Atlas were there oh man Tony Atlas wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> random yeah um, and then also you know surprisingly I mean maybe not surprisingly to you guys because I never never watched the show but the biggest lines was actually for the Dukes of Hazard people. Their lines were huge all day. Like the original cast there, um, Daisy and the two dudes there. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. And then, uh, the, yeah, the, there was a big Warriors reunion too with uh, Tom Waits was there and Michael Beck and then like all the side characters. So, yeah. Overall, a good con, for sure. No James Ramar this time? No, he wasn't there, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I probably would have met him, honestly, if he was there, but... Yeah, usually it's pretty con-heavy. Yeah. I got one this Sunday, actually, I'm going to, kind of last minute. Which one? Um, called, called Galaxy Con. It's going to be actually my first con that it's not horror. Um, a couple guests here, Dave Batista from, you know, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I would love to meet, but I just have a feeling his lines could be extremely long. Plus, he's charging yeah. 100 bucks a pop, so... I don't know about that. And then John Cusack is going to be there. Um, Carrie Elwes, who's the only person I think I'm going to get um, on my saw poster. Yeah. Uh, Summer Glau from Firefly. Oops, sorry. That was me. <laughs> Meet that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then like a bunch of wrestlers. Amanda Bierce is going to be there. But I met her already. Um, Marcy Dark. Sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> and then just a bunch of people, like a bunch of like random like comic book artists, which um. Not really my thing. So I'm going to go there on Sunday only, meet Carrie Elwes, and uh, hang out with some dudes, and I've heard hopefully kinda, I'll have a shirt. I've heard he's kind of weird. Carrie Elwes? Yeah. Carrie. Like, I heard he, like, I think, was it you, Steve, that told us that? That he, like, had, like, a tent set up he, he, over, he, like, his table? Yeah. He he, <laughs> yeah. He, 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 like, closes off his entire booth, and it's very strange. Yeah. Well, You'll have to at least at my con, he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's, he's charging fifty, but I think it's worth it because I, I really like him from like um, Princess Bride and Saw, obviously. And then uh, liar, liar, he's good. So, oh, uh, your buddy Lou Frigno is going to be there too, Steve. <laughs> oh Christ! Have you ever met him? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I ever will either. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I kind of wanted though, just to see if he's a jerk off. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> stand there five minutes, and you'll see how much of a dick you. <laughs> Turn green. <laughs> so yeah, that should be a cool time. Yeah, bunch of people from uh, from um, Stranger Things too, like the 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 teacher and shit like that. But yeah. Yeah, they also just announced a con uh, that's coming back, actually, uh, called TerraCon. That's going to be in Providence. Uh, I don't know yet if we're going to be doing that one or not yet, but that one is definitely a possibility. I, the Dorkin guys were talking about it, so uh, that one is coming back in June. Uh, the same time as ScareCon, which I know for a fact the Scare, uh, the Dorkin guys are in good with that con. So, um, yeah, uh, so, you know, if you'll be in the... Rhode Island or Massachusetts area in June, there's a good chance we'll probably be at uh, Terracon or Scaracon. And Scaracon actually would be a good one for um, you guys to come to because um, the Dorkin guys handle the panels and stuff, so we'll probably be able to do some panels at that show. I'm not going to make any promises. All right. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that June? June, yeah. Is that going to be another podcast? Or? I'm, I'm... Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, We'll definitely submit for that. Cool, because I'm thinking of trying to go to, I forget which con it is, in, Mar- in March in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Oh, uh, Monster Mania, uh, yeah. So Monster, yeah, so that's another one I'm trying to get into. So Yeah, they just Hopefully. announced, uh, actually, Abra from Dr. Sleep is going to be there. She just got announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've announced anyone else. They've announced a few other people. I think Danny Trejo, maybe? I can't remember. There's some other big guests they've announced so far, but. I beat him. Yeah, Dude, he, he's so small. I think I would. Is he really? In person? Yeah, I saw him it's my shit day. Two, two years ago, and I was like, oh my god, the camera really helps you out in size. It's, uh, he's a hey, really Vato. small dude. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, hey, though. Yeah. Come over here, Steve. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm looking up the guest list right, right. now. I'm looking up the guest list right now for Monster Mania real quick here. Um, so, so far, they have announced... Uh, yeah, Danny Trejo, Jackie Earl Haley, Brad Dourif, uh, Fiona Dourif, Kane Hodder, Amy Steele, and yeah, that's about it. So, Jackie Earl Haley is an interesting one. I I don't know how he would do it. A cool. Yeah, I mean, what was in Hills remake? Rorschach too, right? Um, from Watchmen. Which oh, actually, well, I guess I could talk about it. Well, well, I don't really need to watch about. It. Have you guys watched Watchmen the TV show yet? I watched the first episode the other day. No, but I hear it's great. Okay, first episode wasn't bad. I it hasn't it didn't like uh, like I'm not cling to it yet, but I'll definitely watch the second episode. All right, want to get into some questions? Are you guys got anything else? Yeah, do it. let's do it. All right, so uh, we got two questions this week. And if you'd like to ask questions, you can hit us up on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, or uh, Instagram. That's at Pod, or shoot us an email, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. So two questions this week. The first one is from my friend Mandy. She says, loved your Dr. Sleep episode. A few questions for the squad. Describe a nightmare you had that really freaked you out. 
All right, I can go first because... So I don't know if this was a nightmare or if this was just straight, like, a sleep paralysis. It really felt like I had to look it up, like, because I'm pretty sure it was sleep paralysis. Um, and I, I think we've actually might have talked about this on the show with Steve before. Because um, I think Steve... Did you have a sleep paralysis thing, too, you said? Yeah, my whole life I uh, okay, suffered yeah. from sleep paralysis. It's terrifying. Both. Yeah. So, so in my my either nightmare or sleep paralysis moment, like basically, like I felt like like I had woke awoken like from a dream, but there was like something like sitting on my chest, and like I couldn't get up, and like I was like screaming, but nothing was coming out, um, and then like I was like awoken um by my ex at the time and she was like you were like screaming like in your sleep or whatever so um yeah it was pretty terrifying and it was like easily the scariest thing like i've ever experienced if it was a dream or if it was i think it was sleep paralysis after like doing a little research on it but yeah yeah that's a common thing uh there's a lot of people describe having like a demon sitting on their chest that right. makes them stop breathing and stop moving and stuff. So that's a common sleep paralysis thing. So it's very possible. Yeah. I mean, it was the only time it's ever happened or anything like that, but uh, yeah, it was very vivid and something I definitely would never forget. It was quite terrifying. I also had a dream one time where Freddie was a, a Freddie Krueger was a cowboy and he had like a lasso. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a cowboy hat on and a lasso and he was, like, chasing me around the schoolyard. Um, but I was really young at the time. Like, I was probably, like, in elementary school, and it scared the shit out of me. But, like, looking back on it now, it's quite funny. <laughs> that sounds like something from, like, Freddy's Dead. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Scary dreams, he said, huh? Yeah. Right. Um, nothing is, like, that... I can't imagine that happening, honestly. That freaks me out. You guys... Sleep paralysis. I yeah, but um, had a couple like waking nightmares involving sharks. Like I thought I was awake, and then I would go to my bed, and there would be a great white shark right there with his mouth open because I'm <laughs> deathly afraid of sharks. Like, um, to the point where if I see a, like a shark on Google, I'll start you know getting anxiety, my heart beating fast, shit like that. That's how bad it is. So it's like yeah, stuff like that, but nothing, no demons on my chest or anything like that. You must hate Shark Week. Eh? It must be like a I don't. I can't. I can't watch it, dude. Like when the great whites fly out of the water, I'm like, it's not fair. Like, it's bad enough <laughs> yeah. if they're underwater. <laughs> I just can't do it. You can't get eaten by a shark if you don't go in the water. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. True. <laughs> I swam with the sharks once, Todd. Oh God. They was it? There was like sand <sighs> sharks. You could like see them. They were like on the bottom of the water. But honestly, it's kind of worse. <laughs> I, th- I don't know what's worse: not being able to see them or seeing them. Because either way, you're fucked. Yeah, but just like the idea of you're this this freaking creature with like you know x amount of teeth just grabbing your leg and ripping it off. It's just yeah. like uh, it was actually a quite terrifying experience because I'm not a very good swimmer, and uh, I was on vacation in the Dominican Republic. So like we we're like, oh, let's go swim with the sharks. It'll be like a fun thing. Um, and, like, I didn't realize that they basically take you out into, like, the middle of the ocean, um, and the waves were, like, super, like, rough and stuff like that, and, like, I was, like, fucking, like, this is awful, like, I was having, like, a panic attack out there big time, um, but, I mean, I survived, but it was, it was not a good, it was not a fun experience at all. 
in alternate reality, you didn't survive, Joe. Wow. Rocks gotcha. It's pretty scary. Have you watched, uh, I'm sure you guys have watched Open Water, right, where they get left behind? Oh, yeah. I actually like yeah. that movie. A lot of people shit on it, but... I, I, I like both of them. I haven't seen I the one, but one's very cool. Yeah. Sam, any bad... So you like shark movies? <laughs> I think it's one of those things where you, like, embrace what you're scared of. Yeah. Because um, it's, like, one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's definitely what led to my fear, because it's... I mean, you guys have seen it. Everyone's seen it. It's fucking scary shit. So is it like any time you watch a, a like shark movie now, it freaks you out? Or time, yeah. I'm like seriously. If I see it on Google, or like one of those, um, like look closely at the picture until you see what it is, you know? Yeah. And you see a shark outline or some shit like that. It's just I'll get into rabbit holes too. Like I'll get on YouTube and like where that surfer got attacked on live air and um, the snorkeler. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he's like taking a picture. And it's kind of murky, and then out of fucking nowhere, this great white comes up behind him and tries to bite his head. Yeah, have you guys seen that? I think I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty bad. So you don't go in the water at all, period? Uh, no, I go in the water. In a pool, it's kind of childish, but I still think of sharks being in the pool. Yeah. Um, in the ocean, when I lived in California, like I would, I would go out there, and like a seaweed would touch me, and I would have a. a you know, mini panic attack and stuff like that, but yeah. surfing or anything like that. Sam, any bad dreams? Um, that's right. What's that mean? <laughs> um, I have Next a, I have a reoccurring dream where I am haunted by um, Jim Carrey as the mask. <laughs> like I've had it since I was a kid, and it like like a glass. It repeats like every few months. It's pretty. Right. He's pretty creepy looking. What does he do? Um, he's on a bike and he chases me up the street that I grew up on and I try to run as fast as I can, but it's like I'm trying my hardest but I'm not moving at all. And he's not being Is the movie itself or is he just a scary character in your mind? Do what? Is the movie actually scary to you or is it just in your mind that he's scary? When you're um, sleeping. I was a little afraid of it when I was a kid, but I mean, nothing to where I didn't enjoy it. I don't know. Can I make a can I make a horror convention confession here? Go yeah. For it. Nightmare uh, Before Christmas disturbed me as a child. Really? Yeah. First time I saw it, we got McDonald's. Me, my mom, and my sister. We bought the VHS tape, and we went home and watched it. And I was fucking scared out of my mind. Really? Because when uh, especially when well, I hate Oogie Boogie, that piece of shit. And he's um, trying to, like, murder Santa Claus with, like, the shooting roulette thing, yeah. little robots. Oh, and then um, the, the little kids, they're, like, singing their song, like, lock them up for a thousand years, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I guess imagine being locked up for a thousand years. Yeah, mess me up. Well, I have a confession on top of your confession. Oh. Jack Skellington was my first crush. Like, I thought he was, like, the most important <laughs> thing I had seen. And I was like, I want to find a guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so tall and charming. Joe, you know what to do. I guess. Could become anorexic and turn into a bone man. <laughs> I'll skin my face off for you. There you go. That's love. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Oh my god, no, 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 I'm torn. Uh, a shark hit my finger one time. Oh, really? Yeah, it's SeaWorld. Oh, fucking. Yeah, I put my finger in the shark tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, now I'm torn because if you guys ever come over uh, and visit me in Canada, I have a room dedicated to Nightmare Before Christmas, like <laughs> one of my spare bedrooms. So, on the one hand, Todd would be like frightened to death, <laughs> and on the other, Sounds probably like sleep in your coffin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> coffin room. Yeah, yeah, you can stay in the coffin room. That's uh, that, that's my my Stephen King room. So sleep in the coffin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you'll be snug as a bug. Have you ever? Have you actually ever ever gotten in it, Steve? Uh, no, because it's uh, too short for me. It was oh, made okay. for a small German woman, and yeah. I am a big <laughs> dude. So yeah, yeah, no. Unfortunately, not for me. Yeah. I was like, you should, if you could have fit in there, it would have been fun if you would have done like a 24-hour challenge and made a video for your YouTube channel. What I would do, have you ever? What I would do is I would like take it outside for Halloween night and then like hide in it, and jump out, scare the shit out of the kids. Yeah, I, I'd Reagan come uh, pop out when I had it uh, oh, fun. last year. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so that, that's what I did. Have you ever guys ever seen in person those uh, coffin challenges at theme parks? I mean, I've never actually I seen one. I've just read the articles about them. Yeah, so I went last year uh, to one of the parks that did it, and I was very unimpressed because really? uh, they're, like, really big, and it's cut from, like, the whole top is open, so it's there's nothing scary about it. It's just really lying right. there in the middle of the park in a box, right? So, yeah. And, and you get fed, and you, you have, like, access to your computer. Like, exactly. that's, that's not a challenge. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's, like, yeah, that's way too easy. Yeah, like, I'm not saying lock them up, you know? <laughs> but it should be, like, just a little hole and no access to social media or to computers or anything. It should right. just be you in that little hole, and you get a bathroom break every two hours or whatever. Right. That's just, a challenge. They're but, just trying not yeah. to get sued. Exactly. It's. Uh, I was very disappointed, but I would definitely do it anyway, just for fun. Sure. I'd, yeah, I'd give yeah. it a whirl. And uh, yeah, for me, like like I said, uh, I suffered practically my whole life from sleep paralysis. Uh, it comes and goes, though. It's not always constant, but it'll, I'll get it for a few weeks and then not get it for like months or years. Uh, I've been pretty lucky recently. I haven't had an episode in maybe a year and a half. But when it does happen, basically, uh, I'm in bed, and I wake up in the middle of the night, and I can't move anything. I feel like I can't breathe, and there's a figure in the side of the, in the back of the room that uh, is, like, looking at me, and I could feel it looking at me, and it's always the same figure. It's always an old lady wearing a black, kind of veiled uh, outfit, and she stares right at me, and I know exactly she's there every time. Um, and it's freaky as hell. Like it's, it's like a combo of having that person looking at you and not being able to move and breathe. And you're like, you want to scream, but you can't because you can't move. And it's just like a whole thing. It's just, it's awful. I don't recommend it for anyone. It's, uh, it's not fun at all. But as far as nightmares go for me, I'm like, I don't make it. It's a horror fan. If I dream about like a horror thing, like zombies or, aliens or where it is to me that's a good dream yeah. it's when i dream about work that i start getting yeah. sweats you know like <laughs> like a, a nightmare for me is like uh oh i forgot to hand in this report or yeah. uh anxiety like i didn't do my homework even though i haven't been in school for like 15 years you know it's uh 
that that's the kind of nightmares I get. I don't know. I'm weird that way. Yeah, I've had some nightmares about work too. So I I, I relate. <laughs> I can relate. Right, those are nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Zombies. I'm happy about. <laughs> that's going to be a fun dream. But <laughs> um, all right. So her next question is: Would you guys consider doing a ghost hunt together? Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be oh, a, yeah. That'd be a blast. Yeah. I've never actually done like a real ghost hunt with like legit gear or anything like that so i would i would definitely be down i've like what is legit gear though yeah i mean right yeah true (laughs) but (laughs) i I mean i've tried like to do like evp before when i was like younger and stuff and but like yeah like if you can get like the the shit you see on ghost hunters like all that fancy stuff i mean who knows if it's real or not but it'd be it'd be fun at least Todd, have you ever done a ghost hunt? I have, yeah, many. Um, with little audio recorders that I would leave at, like, I guess it sounds silly, but, like, going to grave <coughs> graveyards at night and, um, you know, ask, you know, a couple questions and then say, you know, I'm going to leave the audio recorder if you want to talk, talk to that, and then walk around, take pictures, and look at orbs and stuff like that. Um, also did that at the Queen Mary with my wife, just, like, sneaking around. Well, it just basically just sneaking around after hours and getting into the closed portions where they have the quote-unquote ghost and like the the prior deaths and stuff like that but i would love to do that for for real how romantic yeah it was good times and then you know you get kids and you start coaching baseball and <laughs> go to swim practice and uh dog club and stuff like that so well, hey you know the baseball field could be haunted too you know maybe we should start leaving some uh audio recorders around the baseball field at night could be that guy from 13 ghosts right yeah one ghost there yeah. you go Yeah, that would be totally cool, though, if we uh, got together and did that. Uh, her next question is kind of in a similar vein. Would you all consider making a horror movie together? I mean, Todd, I would love to with Todd, yeah. like, since he's, like, kind of has the experience and stuff like that. I've always, like, wanted to work on one, but I've just never, I don't know, like, I, ne- I can never, like, come up with, like, the idea of, like, I have, I can do, like, an idea in my head, but I can never, like, write a script or anything like that. I'm just not... That that's not my like talent, you know. So I, yeah, I would totally love to like work on something with Todd or whatever. I agree. And actually, fun fact: Steve took some uh, to the honor of taking some notes on my last script that I made for the the elf one, or not elf gnome, and uh, Killer Santa in a theater near you in December. Look out for it. Oh yeah, is that, your, is that your next, yes. that nice. your next, next project? You're gonna, <laughs> is that a little uh, jab? Sam? You know what that jab's for, Todd. I know what it is for, babe. <laughs> I'm teasing. Um, I'm sure I would really I'm going to have my wife reach out to you and threaten you. <laughs> no. You know what that jab's <laughs> for. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my next one, Killer Santa, about a uh, young man who is not very Santa-like, very skinny, short, um, young, all that stuff. He has dreams of being a Santa impersonator. Goes to a church where these, uh, it's going to be a bunch of fake Christians where they act like they're, you know, holier than life but they're pieces of shit yeah. what's that i was like super christian yeah where they're like praise god and then they're like yeah. dude making fun of people uh he snaps and goes on a killing spree at santa so killer santa cool nice yeah. hopefully it'll be fun. fun yeah we did uh is it, film? Is it filmed yet no it's um i have the costumes and the i'm getting like the props together and stuff because cool. i gotta wait for snow on the ground here because it's like a I have like a really 
fun idea for some blood on the snow. So I got to wait for that. Um, I think we toyed around with one, Joe. Remember for a little bit? Yeah, we Back did in- with the horror convention it's- about the horror convention. Yeah, I thought that was a fun little beginning of the script. I I agree. I it's definitely a good idea. I would. I think that would be a fun one to do for sure. We yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about it or. Uh yeah, I, and Steve, I'm gonna give you Killer Santa script too for some notes, but um, it was cool. called I think it was called Super Fan when we were writing it. And uh, it was about <laughs> uh, another YouTuber that we won't name, but we kind of modeled his behavior after the killer's behavior after him. And uh, it was about someone that stalked Joe because, you know, Joe's the most likable one, you know, and uh, he just obsessed with them. So the first scene is him just like in a dirty wife beater, all sweaty, uh, watching Joe's YouTube videos back when he used to do them uh, with his trademark. Hey, guys, it's Joe. And every time he says that, the guy just moans and is, like, masturbating. And uh, <laughs> he ends up going to a con. Uh, my idea was he's gonna, he was going to kill me first and, like, wear my costume that we all agreed on for a cosplay. And then you guys wouldn't know it wasn't me. And then, you know, he's killing um, killing us one by one because he feels slighted because you ended up banning him from, like, his your Facebook group. And, <laughs> and it was kind of based on some stalkerish behavior all of us have experienced in uh, various things on social media before so i think we should well, that'd be fun yeah i think we should i think that, that would be stalker, a fun one Joe? to do huh who's the stalker Just, ooh, I'm, not, that. I'm not naming names <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'll tell you it's moose moose yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man fred durst beat us to it yeah, yeah. he kind of did <laughs> yeah he did son of a bitch I know, that's what I was thinking when you started off. Yeah, it would still be a fun little movie, mm-hmm. short movie to do, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think, do you do you legit know who he's mostly based off, Sam? No. I don't All right, I'll send you, I'll send you, in the, and you'll, it'll click. <laughs> but yeah, those would be fun. Yeah, totally. Cool. Um, yeah, and I, I would love to make a horror movie. I mean, I studied that in college, so it'd be cool to do something, uh, yeah, and you used to work in uh, local film, right? Or local TV? Yeah, yeah. I, I did some stuff on TV and some stuff in film when I was in and around college. Uh, but then real life got in the way. And uh, that's it, you know. I spent a few years doing porn, and you know how it is. <laughs> the huge. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. And Mandy's last question. Approximately how much time do you guys spend preparing for the podcast every week? Oh, it's a great question. Um, I think you already know the answer to that. <laughs> I You're don't, trying to trick us. If I'm being honest, I it's not a lot, but I would say between an hour to two before we record. Like so, throughout the week, I'll you know go through various um, horror websites and whatnot to look for the news for that week uh, to see if there is any or for any trailers that's coming out and whatnot, um, and then just trivia basically. Um, and if you count what watched, I guess, I, I do try to watch at least one to two movies a week um, to talk about on the show besides the movie we watch. Uh, I mean, so if you, I guess if you're putting that all into account, too, maybe between five to seven hours if, between watching the movies and everything, too. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. I mean, me and Joe have been together on it for a while, so it's kind of... Easy, and then you and uh, Stephen Sam are also, I mean, obviously big in YouTube and media, so it's not, like, super challenging, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't find it challenging, no. I mean, it's just about, you know, just time. 
basically, um, which sometimes can be hard. Obviously, sometimes you get busy and stuff, and you can't do as much as you'd like, but, yeah. Yeah, like, you can't watch horror movies like your podcast mates do all the time. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'm about the same. I I wrote down, I wrote about two hours of, like, prep, either writing notes or whatever, looking up stuff, about eight hours of watching movies, depending on how long the movies are. And about a hundred hours of thinking of trivia questions <laughs> when I, <laughs> and then I actually write them like ten minutes before the show. <laughs> yeah, because they're so hard to find. Like I don't know, I'm just I just lack ideas yeah. in trivia because you want to make it tough enough that it's not too easy, but easy enough that you guys can actually get it. And it's like a, there's a mix yeah. that you uh, you have to get. Fun fact: we actually put on the banana splits at like six thirty. Like tonight, like an hour and a half. Oh, really? right so we literally just finished it before this recording started. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen it before? No, I. Oh. We've been talking about it forever, mm-hmm. but I uh, just never. I knew we were going to end up doing it for the show eventually, so I just never watched it. I like Ooh. to. I like to be as fresh as possible going into a, like a review. Like I hate. When, like, I watched it, like, three weeks ago, and then I have to talk about it, because I always forget about things I want to talk yeah. about and whatnot. Yeah, I, I do the same, and my, my problem has been for a few episodes. I know it happened with Eli, and it happened with another movie, mm-hmm. where I watch it, and then I write all my notes about it, and then I have, like, two hours free before the podcast. I watch it again, and my opinion changes. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> 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 that's okay, though. That's, yeah. I mean, some, that's happened, like, quite a lot, like... I'll I'll look back and I'll be like, oh, I rated that movie too high, like, and whatnot, you know, like, think, you know, so, I mean, sometimes it's good to watch it, like, a second time before the thing, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we have one more question. This one comes from Daryl. says, great pod, as always, if you could choose one property from your childhood to turn into a horror movie, what would it be? Personally, I'd say the Snorks. Since all of you are probably too young to even know what that is, I'll explain. It was basically a Smurfs underwater. I know what that is. I've, I've never yeah, heard me, of that. Me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Joseph Rogerson also sent like a super similar question on Instagram. It just came through. But uh, he said um, his answer is Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. That. And he said uh, Elf would also make a good choice. <laughs> Yeah, so who did I've seen a Mister Rogers parody, and maybe it was on Family Guy, where he's like a killer or <laughs> like a secret killer. So, it's it's that quietness and everything that he has. Sam, would your answer be the mask then? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. the cartoon show. There's a cartoon, right? Wasn't there like a mask yeah. cartoon as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a sequel too. Is there really? Yeah, I think Jamie Kennedy stars in it. Oh, so, oh, Son of the yeah. Mask. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> wow. It's like a baby or something, right? I don't, I don't think I remember. Yeah, it is. It's it's just awful. But I, I Cameron Diaz in the mask is smoking hot. <laughs> that was her peak, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. She had more meat yeah. on her, and yeah, amazing. Yeah, she was really hot in that one. So uh, what is it? So a kid's TV show we would like to see made into a horror movie? Yeah. Hmm. Tough, tough choice. Um, Street Sharks. Oh yeah, they would they, they would do some damage. They would sure. rip people up. Yeah, they really would. I'm trying to think of like a really kid show I was like super into. 
Barney, hello. Barney? I was really into Barney. Barney would be good. They could totally do a Barney yeah. one. Because it'd be kind of similar to the, yeah. similar to this. They could totally mimic it. Yeah. Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah did you guys see the the, uh, the, the parody the they made of Oscar? The Muppets, yeah, the Muppets? Yeah, you're right, Tim. The Muppets would be good, too. What was that? Oscar? Did you guys did you guys see the parody SNL did of like a uh, kind of gritty Oscar the Grouch uh, film? No. Yeah, who, oh. who was who was the actor that played him? Da- David Arbor from Stranger Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you should you should check that out, Joe. It's fantastic. We actually yeah. just started. We were watching that episode last night, but we fell yeah. asleep. So yeah, we'll have to watch it. It's one of the new the newest yeah. episode or one of the newer episodes. Yeah, like a couple of weeks ago. Okay, nice. Yeah. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I wrote down Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Sesame Street just has. I mean, it's it's a self-contained street. There's a a monster that like eats stuff, so he could like I don't know eat children or something. You have Oscar the Grouch that could be like you know brings children into those things. Or the the one who creeped me out on Sesame Street is Snuffleupagus. There's something about that character that just freaked me out as a kid, and then finding out that he's actually imaginary, so he's not like. <laughs> It's just like Big Bird, essentially hallucinating. Yeah, I, th- I think you can make a total horror film of Sesame Street. Fun fact, actually, um, when Mick Garris wrote the screenplay for Hocus Pocus, that was supposed to be like a horror movie, but then Disney bought the rights and turned it into a children's movie. Probably for the best. Yeah, yeah, pro- yeah probably, yeah. Cause I don't think it'd be as Just mixed up the best person. No, right stuff. no unfortunately not. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Do you guys remember the show called Eureka's Castle? Yes. Like, that'd be a good one. Yeah, with the dragon. Mm-hmm. I Bentley, I think that's his name. Under the Umbrella Tree, too. Do you guys remember that one? Kind of. Had, like, a blue jay and a, an iguana. And, uh, uh. They were, it was like a puppet. They were puppets, but kind of like lamb chops, in a way. What about... Lamb Chops actually would be a good one. Yeah. Lamb Chops would be creepy. I was thinking that earlier. Yeah. I think the possibilities are endless. You could really turn any kid's show into a horror movie if you wanted to. Kind of thing, Todd? Yeah, Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That'd be terrifying. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you'd be terrified. (laughs) I think a show on, like, the CW, one of those superhero shows, had, like, a shark guy, shark man or something, and that was super freaky looking. Yeah. I was, like, they were, they've been talking about doing a Street Sharks movie forever, but I just don't think, the, is the popularity still there for it? <laughs> I don't know, man. They, how, they've been fucking up with old licenses. Yeah. Lately, especially, like, uh, I think it's funny, too, um... Charlie's Angels came out, it bombed, and now everyone are blaming men for being sexist. I'm like, I what? Just talking to Sam about that, and I was like, yeah. it was, it wasn't, it was Elizabeth Banks who directed it, and stuff. she was like blaming it on men, but. Oh, she directed that? I didn't know that. Yeah, she did, yep. She like wrote and directed it, and produced it, and everything. Um, but like, then like, they were like, well, they said to her, they're like, well, what about like Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman that made like a billion dollars? And she's like, yeah, she's like, but those are geared, those are like superhero movies that are geared towards men. I'm like, okay. What? Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> but they're, but, are, but they're the main character, the women are the main character. And yeah. they're like, I watch, women. But aren't they, well, I don't know, is 
uh, Superwoman? Was that directed by a female? I haven't Wonder seen Woman? it. Wonder Woman? I don't know if it was directed Woman. by a woman, but I mean, it's a... I feel like well, yeah, Wonder Woman was Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. It was Patty Jenkins. She definitely uh, directed it. Yeah. like whooping guys' asses. What's yeah. wrong with she, that? She was saying it also sets up like other male-driven properties, like adjust, like Wonder Woman was set to make a Justice Horse. League movie. Yeah, I mean, I disagree too. I think it's bullshit. And like then I was silent Sam. I was like, well, what about like Alien and Aliens? You had Sigourney Weaver, and she was a strong lead female character and was a badass. Terminator. And yeah, Terminator exactly. Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Yeah, Sarah Connor. Well, my thing is that you guys can't handle more than one strong woman. So when there's more, <laughs> no one wants to go see them as a group. Sam, succeeding. I'll have you know. I'll have you know that the original Charlie's Angels. Hey, you shush. The original <laughs> Charlie's Angels, I spanked it too as a teenager, okay? <laughs> and those movies actually did really well, too, yeah, uh, with uh, Cameron Diaz and uh, Drew Barrymore. Lucy so, yeah. What would be like a, a woman-driven film geared towards women that they expect to make a lot of money? Like Ghostbusters, like Sam was mentioning Ghostbusters. She's like, "Well, that failed." I was like, "Yeah, but that's different." Like, it still made money, didn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just always no, guys not a bunch, no, no. But I mean, it wasn't like a critical flop, was it? Just like, uh, I mean, financial flop wasn't just a critical flop. Yeah, I don't know. It, was, it was a little bit of both, but th- that script was bad. I don't think the women were bad. I think that right. no, because those girls are freaking hilarious in real life. Yeah, and they, they were bad at the film, I thought. But my God, the, some of the dialogue was just garbage. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's fucking Fury, Furiosa. Um, what's uh, what's her name? Charlize Theron, right? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna do some research. <laughs> okay. And then I'll get back to you guys next time. All right. Because there's something. There's something there. Which I think Charlie's Angels failed, bombed because it was just bad marketing, and well, yeah, that's Kristen what I Stewart said. is like your lead actress in it, like, and the other two actresses you really didn't know. So like, oh, you do. what? Well, it's true. I mean, we were talking okay. about this, but yeah. Can I say something to just add fuel to it? Go yeah. for it. Why? It, why is it? Isn't it sexist to say a movie fails because men don't see it? Like, what about the women? Why aren't they watching it? Right, because they're too busy watching the kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guys aren't watching the kids. I watch my kids. <laughs> no, but seriously. No, like, it's a fair argument. Yeah, I mean, why is just the men being blamed? I mean, there's, I, it's a 50-50 split like in the population between men and women. I don't think so. they're... Are they bl- being blamed? Well, she, well, Elizabeth Banks is coming out. Yeah, she specifically... Her exact quote just... was um, about men. Um, she just said men don't want to. Men see don't women. want. She said that's why the movie failed because men don't want to see like female. But what? But why is it the men's fault? Why aren't women going out and seeing it? Well, like, I think women did go out and see it, but it's not like a not enough. Well, but that's the thing is like there's only so much percentage of men that go see movies, and then a certain amount of percentage of women. So she's saying if men don't want to see women have a lead or succeed, whatever she fucking said. That's what she's saying. Like, she's not saying my movie failed because enough women didn't go see it. She's just saying all the seats aren't taken up by men because they're not wanting to see a certain kind of film with women, I think is what she's saying. Is that making sense, ladies? <laughs> Hello? Where the, where the ladies at? Fire back. I, I think I'm thinking about other female-driven films, just not action and... Uh... Like, you got Bridesmaids. That movie's hilarious. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not like, necessarily stuff. agreeing with her or disagreeing. I'm just saying. Like, cause I like was, I'm just kidding. What'd you <laughs> say? Just, it sounds like you are saying, but I'm just playing. No. I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, because, like, even for me, like, I loved Charlie's Angels, and then I remember I heard that it was coming out, but I completely forgot about it, because I only heard about it one time. Like, I didn't see any advertisements on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's... I have Elizabeth Banks' exact quote. Um, Do it. All right, so she said, look, people have to buy tickets to this movie, too. This movie has to make money. If this movie doesn't make money, it reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies. Um, it says uh, she also seemed to dismiss the box office success of Captain Marvel that earned $1.1 billion worldwide, um, as well as Wonder Woman, um, because she said they belong to a male genre. Mm-hmm. They'll go and see a comic book movie with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel because that's a male genre, Banks explained. So even though those movies are about women, they put them in the context of feeding the larger comic book world. So it's all about, yes, you're watching a Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman movie, but we're setting up three other characters or we're setting up Justice League. Um, yeah, so that's kind of So yeah, it's a little different was than what you were saying. Yeah. It's a lot different, actually. I still think she's full of shit. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know what her what her thought process is. Like, what is a female movie then? What's a female genre to her? There is none. They're just making problems just to exactly. have problems, man. That's what she's saying. But how is it not a female? I mean, how is Wonder Woman not a female-driven movie? I mean, she's the main... I didn't see Wonder Woman. But say, if there wasn't... I'm not even going to waste my <laughs> fucking energy trying to explain this to you. <laughs> no, let's hear it. Ellen, Ellen Ripley is the greatest action person of all time. Who? Ellen Ripley. Sick second. From Alien. I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. That's different. How? Like, it's a male genre. Is that what you're going to say? Is it because it's a male driven movie? Because it's not. I mean, she's the main character in it. She's no, I, said, I, didn't say that. I didn't say that. You guys are putting words in my mouth. I just said it was a different time back then. Well, it, but it's even worse. It was even back less. Then. Yeah, it was even less. Like, there was more sexism back then and everything. Saying. Let's just leave it at this. Girl power. Girl that movie power. Probably... Next episode, <laughs> we'll be talking about how to use a period cup. Oh god! Be sure to tune in. <laughs> period cup. <I'm> just <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I'm scared. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Yeah, yeah I think that's it for the question. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the question? No, there's no more question. That's it. <laughs> That's the question. But where did that? Yeah, where did where did that spawn from? Wow, we were we completely went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 we were talking about kids shows. I don't know how we got to that. <laughs> street sharks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was street sharks that started all this. It's your yeah. fault, Todd. Street sharks. Yeah. Period blood. I mean, yes. blood. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> Watch out, Sam's gonna. Paint your freaking Kool Aid next, like in freaking Midsummer. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Extra clots, please. Gross. <laughs> Get the cup back. <laughs> What's next? What do we got here? Uh, news? Uh, yeah, we can jump into some news if you'd like. Um, I don't have a ton this week. I don't know if you guys have any before I jump into mine. Anyone? Nope. 
No? Okay. Oh, nope. Yeah, there's not much this week. Um, so, um, first story I got here is James Wan is returning to horror, and apparently he is going to be assembling a new take on Frankenstein. Um, so, um, Universal Pictures um, met with um, Juan and his uh, production company, Atomic Monster. Uh, it, apparently, it's going to be part of Universal's Dark Universe. Um, well, it was supposed to be, but apparently Blumhouse is now reaching out to him um, as well. Um, so, it's unclear what direction Juan will take, but we're all still hoping to see uh, the return of the bride in some way, shape, or form. Um, the story comes on the heel of the news that Universal hired Rocketman director Dexter Fletcher to direct Renfield, which is going to be a monster movie centered on Dracula's henchmen. Uh, and yeah, that's basically all the news um, as far as that. But yeah, what do you guys think? James Wan directing a Frankenstein movie? What? Well, his next movie's Malignant. Is that the Frankenstein movie they're talking about? No, that's so that's gonna be his Giallo movie, but uh, I, uh. that actually might have filmed wrapping by now. But yeah, I guess he's aiming for Frankenstein next. You do you, <laughs> okay, and I'll see it. All right. Unless it's the female in the lead, then we won't. God. <laughs> All right. Are uh, you guys ready? Are they are they really trying to do another Universal? They, just they need are. to stop. Blumhouse, it's like the third yeah, time. Blumhouse is because the Universal one failed. So Blum, that Blumhouse is doing, Lee Wan L is doing Invincible Man. And uh, yeah, that's the first one in the thing. And I guess they're going to go after all the other Universal monsters too. I think the the hope is to eventually create like a Justice uh, Avengers, yeah. but with the Universal monsters where they can kind of do like a, like how the Monster Squad did it, where they can put them all in one movie type thing. But we'll see. I, I would prefer Bride of Frankenstein, to be honest. Like, we know what Frankenstein did already. Let's not rehash that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, are you guys ready for Conjuring 3? Yes. All right. Well, it's coming out. Um, it's coming out, and uh, Patrick Wilson, uh, in an interview, teased that the movie is going to be a different Teasy beast. Baby. He's calling the movie a different beast. He said, it's a much different feel. Uh, it's still the same bones. It's still very much Ed and Lorraine. Again, we are pushing our characters to places they haven't gone. But this film will be a really nice addition because it's definitely a different beast. Well, we knew pun that. intended. We yeah, that. Well, we knew that, right? <laughs> that? Uh, he continued, it was really, really exciting because the spinoffs, when you come back to the flagship movies, I want to feel like, okay, now we're back in the Conjuring world. There's a different weight to these movies just in scope alone. Budget, time to shoot and all that stuff. It's got great producers and honestly a super happy and supportive studio. So it's a lot of uh, positivity, even though you're dealing with a lot of negative demons. I can't wait. Um, producer James Wan also recently said, I think it's the first time in America's history where the defendant used possessions as a reason, as an excuse. Conjured 3 set to release September 11th, 2020. So, I mean, did they, has it officially been announced that it is a werewolf movie, or has that just been rumored? I don't know. You tell me it was in one of the news you talked about a long time ago. <laughs> no, I Well, I think know. it's been rumored, and I yeah. think he's just kind of confirming yeah. it in this interview. So, yeah. I'm excited, though, just to see them. I don't know about the wolf. Yeah, I mean, I thought the werewolf was, like, the weakest part of 
the Annabelle Comes Home movie, so. Yeah, maybe it would be nice, like, if it was all on its own. Maybe it just was kind of in the middle of everything on the last one. Maybe that's why I didn't like it as much, but the werewolf I'm talking about. Yeah. The CG sucked for it, too. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for it. Yeah. Insid- I'm excited for Insidious Part Four, coming out in 2020. Oh yeah, right. I, I love the Insidious franchise. I don't think there's been a bad one yet. No, Part Five actually. Yeah, part Four is the last key. Last key, yep. Which we had the director on, right? Was that who direct? Was that that was Robotel, right? Yes. Yeah, it was. It was was it Robotel? It was. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember we talked about it during our escape room interview. Yeah. So, and hopefully we'll have him on again for Escape Room 2. So, let's see. Tried to get the director on for uh, Banana Split tonight, but she's been busy traveling and stuff. But maybe we can have her on in the future. Uh, all right. So, uh, next thing is, uh, are you guys excited for, or would you go see Gremlins in 4DX this Halloween, this holiday season at, at, in theaters? 4DX? Yes. What the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Regal has announced they are bringing the original Gremlins back to theaters this holiday season in 4DX, which I'm assuming is must be like Super Ultra HD, maybe, uh, for a one-week run uh, December 5th to December 11th. Uh, okay, 4DX at Regal is the ultimate experience involving motion chairs and special effects Hell like no. wind and rain. Hell no. <laughs> Tickets are now on sale, so uh, check your local theater listings. No? I fucking hate... I don't need moving <laughs> seats. I don't need something poking me in the back. I don't need water spraying on my face. Okay. Only because when we went to go see the fucking <laughs> lighthouse, the sound was traumatizing. Was that the really... Lighthouse? No, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep? Yeah. It was traumatizing. We, were, we went to, like, the special, like, Dolby Digital Theater where it was so fucking loud. It was... So did I. It was frightening. I was like, <laughs> I fucking hate this. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> I like, I, uh, I like that stuff. But would you I like, like it loud. Do you, do you like, would you like an, an immersive experience like that, though? Like, watching Gremlins where they have, like, wind and rain effects coming at you and, like, your chairs moving shit? Yeah, it's like going on a Universal Studios ride where you get, you know, Simpsons ride, you got baby powder sprayed at you and you see Maggie. I, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Be an interesting way to check it out. It's playing near me, 1 o'clock, December 7th. All right. There I mean, go. I'm sure I'll you gotta, see it. But... You got to go and report on it, because I don't know if we have a no. regal. I don't know if we have a I regal around we us. We'll have to look. Like in another town. We'll check. Todd, check for us. <laughs> uh, what is your zip code? Let's plan a movie date, Our Todd. zip code is uh, 01970. Uh, all right. So, um, while Todd's looking that up, uh, all right. Next uh, bit of news here is so uh, we reported on this I think last week that Texas Chainsaw yes, Massacre oh where, okay where's it playing uh, Regal Fenway oh in Boston yeah Regal Solomon Pond right, and Boston. so on see you soon alright maybe we'll have to make the trek to Boston and go see it uh, alright so uh, we reported on this last week that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is uh, officially being reboot from producer Fede Alvarez well, um, it's also um, recently been announced that they have found um, their writer for the movie as well. Um, the movie will be uh, written by Rodo Sayegues, um, who has officially um, inked his deal with Legendary Pictures. Um, 
they've all he's also uh, written trying to see here if he's written anything else um, nothing of note unfortunately but uh, he uh, has worked for bad ombre films so if you are familiar with that uh, I don't know <laughs> but uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot um, no official release date or anything like that but um, it is definitely greenlit and is a go um, I don't know I've seen a lot of people talking about this what do you think about do you think they should reboot it again or should they just make like another sequel fuck it fuck it like yeah. fuck it you don't like, care forget it or, or fuck it no nah, fuck it like let's do another one I don't, it, sequel or remake let's just get it going anything can be better than the last Leatherface movie yeah yeah Okay. Well, speaking of Fede Alvarez, he's pen, he's going to be you know, producing the Texas Chainsaw reboot. Well, he's also going to be directing a new horror movie for Legendary Pictures, described as The Shining, set in the White House. <laughs> um, what was it called? Uh, it, no title yet, um, but they, he is calling it The Shining, set in the White House. Um, it was reported um, today that um, their production company, Bad Ombre Films, um, they're, uh, they'll be making, yes, an untitled horror film with an intriguing p- premise. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but the, the pick is described as The Shining Set in the White House. That's, and that's uh, all is really known. It is directed by Alvarez and will be written by Joe Epstein. So do you think this is going to be a politically charged movie? Or do you think it could have something? Oh, probably. Yeah, I, I could see that. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. But, eh, we'll see. But hey, Alvarez, he did um, Evil Dead, right? So, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he does. Uh, all right. Uh, one more piece of news here. Um, kind of non-horror related, but semi, I guess. Um, Joker is officially getting a sequel. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's a, apparently not. Apparently, that's a fabrication that came out today. Oh, okay. Well, hey. it might. It might, but apparently, the re, the report is wrong. The report they made a billion dollars. They're going to make yeah. one. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they will. All right. Well, hey, whoever. Well, oh wait. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Update. Deadline throws major shade. Okay. So yeah, I guess there, <laughs> I guess there is some um, controversy. So thank you, Steve, for correcting I, that. And without spoiling it, uh, I think a sequel would kind of mess up the first one. So I, even though I like the, the Joker, I really don't think they should do a sequel for this one. Well, we're going to talk. It's on our what watch. It's in my what watched. And no, me and, Sam, me and Sam both watched it so we can talk. We'll no, talk just about Joe it. watched it. I guess I was <laughs> there. Uh, okay. One last bit of news. Um, Bloody Disgusting did a fun little uh, art, uh, countdown article of 10 movie, ten chilling horror movies set in the winter. So, um, all right, let's go through it real quick here. Of course, number one being The Shining, Curtains, Blood Glacier, Storm of the Century, Ghost Story, Frozen, one of my personal favorites, uh, Troll Hunter. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Oh, not that one? No, no, different one. Oh, okay. uh, Frozen 2, though, coming out this weekend, I think. Uh, Cold Prey. Uh, we Are Still Here. 
And, of course, The Thing. So, uh, if you're looking for any fun little movies, get snowed in and want to watch some snowy horror movies, that is a great little list there. No Krampus? No Krampus, you're right. Yeah, Krampus definitely should have made this list. No Christmas movies at all. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, no Black Christmas, none of that shit. Yeah, I guess they they were trying to get not go for that because they'll probably mm. make a ten best Christmas movie horror movies too. I wouldn't doubt. So, ah, uh, yeah. So that is all I got for news this week. Um, before we get into what watched, let's listen to uh, a little advertisement from our sponsor. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. All right, Todd, take it away. All right, so I watched one called Breadcrumbs, and uh, it came out in, let me look at it real quick, sorry, uh, 2011. And it stars Marianne Hagen, who is from Chris and Michael Myers, part six, uh, plays Kara Strode, the redhead. Um, and it's um, a pretty shitty bad movie. A group of porn filmmakers are systematically attacked by two children on the set of a remote shoot. So there's some uh, good racks in there. Um, but other than that, the killers are terrible. It's very poorly acted, poorly directed. Uh, it's one of those films. Actually, let me give you some backstory. Uh, the, the, the guys from um, Death by Stereo podcast, the local guys that listen to our podcast too, shout out to them, uh, came over for the movie night and uh, – they had gone to Half Price Books and just picked out a random uh, multi-movie DVD, you know, like you see, like, in Walmart for, you know, five bucks or whatever. Yeah. And we watched every movie on those, so this was one of them. Um, yeah, it's just garbage. Um, easily the worst film on this list. And my third film I'm going to talk about is actually amazing, so I can't wait to get to that one. Um, yeah, but Breadcrumbs, terrible, 2011. Do not watch it. All right. Sam? Haven't watched anything. Talk about the Joker. What about it? Don't talk about the Joker. Well, don't spoil it. But wait, what were your thoughts on it? I liked it. wasn't as sad as I thought it was going. Because okay. that's real life, people. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I watched it too. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, is it a horror movie? Not really, but I mean, there's I guess a little bit there. You said it's a horror. No, I don't consider it a horror movie. No. But there's, like, I guess there's some horrific elements to it here and there. But I def- I wouldn't put it on my, like, list for the end of the year or anything yeah. horror-wise. But, yeah, um, I really liked it. It was a good movie. Um, just go in not expecting, like, your typical superhero movie because it's basically, uh, you know, like a psychological drama. Uh, but, yeah, great performance by Joaquin Phoenix. And I definitely want to talk a little more about it with people. Um, but I won't. I will watch it this week for next episode. Yeah, I just have a couple of questions that I think would make for a good conversation, but I'll save it for after Todd watches it. 
You think Joaquin Phoenix is attractive in this one, Joe? I mean, uh, Sam? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay. That'd be scary in this one. (laughs) What were you saying, Steve? I was going to say, DM me those questions. I've been dying to talk about it with (laughs) someone, and no one went to see it, so... And then we'll talk about when Todd sees it. Okay. All right. Um, for my first one watched, uh, I watched City of the Living Dead. Uh, I'd actually never seen it before. Uh, it's a pretty cool zombie film. Uh, it's different than most zombie films. Like, it, it's presented in a different way. And it's pretty gory, which I like. And there's some really surprising elements, some really disgusting elements in this movie. Like, there's maggots, and there's worms, and there's just a bunch of stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a little fuzzy on what the dead rules are in this one. It's kind of, like, all over the place. But it was an enjoyable film, and uh, I recommend it to any horror fan. And especially zombie fans. That's that's Lucia Fulci, right? Yes, and that was one of my trivia questions. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) Uh, I get get the point. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Joe? Uh, what did I watch? Um, okay, so my second one I watched was, um, Antrim, also known as the deadliest film ever made. Um, so this one's kind of, was interesting. Uh, I actually had it on our list of potential reviews. Um, and, uh, I think it actually could be one that could be an interesting one to talk about. Uh, but basically the plot synopsis is, it's kind of set like found footage. So the first 20 minutes, it's like... Like, these, like, people, it's set like a documentary where these people are talking about this movie, Antrim, that, you know, it was shown at a theater, and the theater burned down, and, like, all of this, like, creepy stuff. And then, after those 20 minutes, they show the movie, uh, and I will say they did a really good job making it look like a movie that's from the 70s. They, like, because, I mean, the movie was released this year, um, they de-aged it, kind of, to make it look grainier and whatnot um but basically the plot synopsis is is um the little boy's dog dies and um like the mom's like the dog was awful he went to hell or whatever and like the kid's like scarred for that so his sister um to make like the boy feel better they go into the woods and she has like this um book of um like a, a an occult book and uh, they start digging a hole, basically. They, like, do this ritual, and they start digging a hole to hell to try to, um, you know, recover the dog's soul. And from there, um, they kind of start entering different layers of hell out in the woods. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, I would definitely... It's a slow mover, a slow burn... But uh, it kept me entertained um, for the good majority of it. Um, it wasn't amazing or fantastic or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a definitely good, like, one-time watch. Um, but I do kind of want to watch it again because, um, you know, it, it definitely had some uh, weird and creepy imagery and stuff like that. So if we did do it for the show, I, I think I would definitely watch it again for that. That's a bad mom right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my next one is 2010's Butchered. A uh, group of teens decide... All right, I'm not going to read that. A uh, group of teens are going to college, and they go to like a local uh, island that they camp on frequently, um, just to bullshit for, you know, before one goes to the army and 
rest go to college and shit like that. Little do they know, the local legend of the town is going to kill him. And it's actually funny because I was looking up the actors, and the lead actor in this is the director of one we reviewed, um, The Final Wish. Oh, that. Was so like, I was like, oh, random. That's like in like my bottom of the year, I think. Still. Yeah, pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Um, terrible gore, uh, really bad character choices. Uh, just all uh, just all around a bad movie. Like if you think about bad campy slashers then this one is like right up your alley um i i just can't recommend this either solid two out of ten for me sammy Todd, don't you listen to me i said i didn't watch anything (laughs) but joe watches stuff so i assume you watch it like with him no he watches that stuff while he's working oh i don't i can't it's before work and during uh-huh. <laughs> break time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go. Uh, so my second one is something that we might talk about on the pod at some point, so I won't go into too much detail, but I was curious about it. It's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Uh, it's a, I think it's a Shudder exclusive. I'm not 100% sure about that. It's on, I watch it on Shudder anyway. It's about human trafficking in Mexico with a little bit of a supernatural element to it. Uh, I, I was really into this film. Like, I was really invested into this film. It's basically following a group of kids who are trying not to be human trafficked in Mexico, and they come across some gangsters, and they got to escape from them. I actually feel, and that's a rare thing for me, I feel like I could have done without the horror elements, like without the supernatural stuff. I would have just liked it as a human trafficking film in Mexico. I thought that part was more interesting than what where they went with the supernatural stuff. But overall, it was a pretty solid film, and I'm happy I saw it. Nice. Do you think it's worth a review? Would it like? Is it going to make? Would it make like a top ten list or anything? Or N- not? Not for me. And I like I said, I the horror part of it I thought was weak for yeah. me. I don't know how you felt about it. So I, I haven't me, seen I it yet. Actually, personally review it. Uh. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's worth a review, to be honest. But okay. uh, it's it's still worth watching, though. Okay, cool. Otter. I think it's your turn. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my last one I have tonight uh, is actually a screener we got um, called Holiday Hell. Um, so it's, I, you know, they say it's like a. They tell, like, different tales from different holidays, but it's mainly set completely around Christmas time. Um, stars Jeffrey Combs, uh, who basically plays this shopkeeper. Uh, this girl goes into the shop um, looking for a last-minute Christmas present for her sister, and uh, basically uh, she keeps, like, pointing out different things in the shop, which turns into, um, a you know, a different story. Um, it's an anthology movie. Um, four short stories. Uh, the first one is the only one not based around Christmas time. Um, it is a, like, kind of a Valentine's Day story, um, gone wrong. The second, which was easily the weakest story of the four. Um, the second one is a fun kind of puppet master one about, uh, a Jewish boy who gets a, like, um, uh, like mini rabbi, rabbi doll for Hanukkah. And, like, the rabbi doll, um, like, kills people for him. Um, it's pretty fun, super low budge, but a pretty fun time. The third one, easily the best story. Um, it is about um, this 
down on his luck kind of guy who gets walked all over. You know, he got passed over on his promotion at his job and his wife basically hates his guts and uh, stuff like that. Um, so uh, he plays like the company Santa and kind of goes crazy. And it's a really, really fun, uh, good story. And then the last one um, is a uh, basically straight uh, cult story, which actually was also really good. Um, but yeah, overall, I uh, I enjoyed this one. I mean, it's super low budget. Um, so, you know, you're, set your expectations a little low. Um, but uh, after the first story, I thought I was going to hate the movie, but uh, it got better as it went. So I, I would definitely give it a passing grade. I, I think it's worth a uh, uh maybe like a laundry movie as sam would say <laughs> sam's favorite thing uh but yeah it, it's uh definitely worth a, a watch all right strap yourself in for this synopsis all right all right so this one is called mother's day massacre the title has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> Jim Cavanaugh is a shy suburban new jersey teenager his mom left him when he was a child and his father is an ass the unrelenting psychotic domination of his redneck dad forces Jim to search out his long-lost mother. His quest takes him to the backwoods of Jersey, where he encounters semi-retarded hillbillies who have a taste for do-it-yourself circumcisions and Peterbilt trucks. Nobody escapes this bloodletting in this heartwarming tale of a family reunited. Sure to be a holiday classic. Okay. <laughs> Mother's Day Massacre came out in 2007, and I highly recommend this film, but only if you do so with some friends. Um, it's... Very um, amateurish. Uh, the, it's not filmed great. Uh, the blood isn't that great. Uh, the acting's subpar a lot of the times, which adds to its charm. The kids are supposed to be high school, but they're clearly like 30. Um, it's good, though. It's good in this, because you're like, this guy's 30, and he's talking about like going to school and shit. But um, it's so weird, man. They Okay, so they're going to search this kid's mom. So they go to like a quote unquote abandoned like street, which like houses all boarded up and shit. Um, they find like dead dogs and like a room filled with Polaroids of like trucks, like um, you know Hot Wheels and shit, and like blood. And um, their friends get killed, and then it just like a weird cut from their friends getting killed to them being back at home, like like um, sad and like whining about stuff. Like the cops never found them. But then the next scene, when we're back at the kill zone, like, the victims are, like, clearly just out in the open. It, it's just, like, weird shit like that. They have, like, lingering shots of the dude mowing the lawn and taking forever. Um, peop- characters will be randomly next to each other, and then the next shot is the guy sitting alone and that character calling them on the phone saying, okay, I'll be over in an hour, stuff like that. And um, if you guys remember Starship Troopers the opening scene with the reporter who says like, it's an ugly planet. It's a bug planet. And he ends up getting killed. He actually plays the dad and he is amazing. Like that when he's ever, he's on, on screen, you just like, he's fucking great. His lines are funny. He has this, um, Latino woman that comes to his house that just screams at him for like seven minutes straight. And it's the funniest thing ever. And he's just like, get out of here, bitch, go on, get. And it's, everything's about as fun. And there's random scenes like where he goes to, um, his friend's like a gynecologist and a hypnotist. So gynecologist, hypnotist. And he is hypnotizing a girl. Uh, homeboy dad comes in and they end up like playing. <laughs> He's like, okay, you're imagining a pink, so- a pink cigarette and you really want to put the pink cigarette in your mouth. And then he ends up, you know, 
assaulting her. And then the dad's like, ah, man, tell me when my turn's next. And then it cuts to like a completely different scene of randomness. It's amazing. You will love it if you watch it with a group of people. You probably will hate it if you watch it by yourself. Mother's Day Massacre 2007, directed by a Jeff Roning, his only director's credit, and other stuff he's worked on, like the movie um, Michael with, uh, what's that guy's name? Fuck. John Travolta. John Travolta? Yeah, he's like the sound guy in that, and like stuff Random. like that. <laughs> Tromeo and Juliet, sound department. Um, I highly recommend it. Freaking watch it. It's funny. Nice. Oh, yeah, definitely putting it on my list. Um, my last one is going to be a quick one. Uh, this is in a horror film. I'm doing this more as a public service to make you avoid this film because it's maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And that's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's <laughs> Island Adventure. Oh, God. Christmas Vacation is one of my absolute favorite uh, Christmas films, if not my favorite Christmas film. I think it's amazing. I think it's hilarious. Christmas Vacation 2 is so bad. It's so bad. I can't even tell you how bad. It's just, don't ever seek this film out. Don't ever watch it. it. The acting's bad. The dialogue's bad. The jokes are horrible. It's just, oh my god. Is it Randy it's, Quaid in it? Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I, think, I think it's because of this film that he went crazy. Like, <laughs> that's how bad this movie is. It's just absolute dog shit of a movie. Uh, even as a Christmas vacation fan, I wouldn't recommend it just out of curiosity. It's just awful. So consider this a public service announcement. Don't ever watch this movie. I wasn't planning on it anyway, but no, I definitely <laughs> no. won't. <laughs> That's it. That's all I watch. Same. Trivia time? Trivia time. Let's do it. All right, folks, you know the rules by now. Uh, trivia. Uh, currently in last place, we have Sam sticking around with 11 points. Steve in third place with 21 points. In second place, Todd with 25 points. And in first place, your boy Joe here with 26 points. Because you cheat. <laughs> I like how your Boston accent comes out when you say, yeah, boy. <laughs> Who started last time? I, I think don't I remember. Did. I'll start off. All right, do it. Okay. What two actors played Rob Zombie, played Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween? Tyler Maine, Dig Frick. Dig Freck. Dig, I can't pronounce the last name, but you know. March. Yeah. Correct, Todd. You get the point. <laughs> dig, dig for for it. Farch, yes. farch, farch. Russian kid. Yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. Which one, Dig? Dig. Yeah, I haven't met Tyler, but Dig's pretty cool. Tyler's was pretty nice too. We met him. Where'd you go, Steve? All right. In the movie Nosferatu, how many times does Count Orlock blink? Once. Zero. Yeah. Once. It was once. Yeah. I. You know what? I forgot. That was on my watch. watch what watch? Sorry. The other day. For the first time. Nosferatu? Nosferatu. Yep. First time. What'd you think? First time in its, in its entirety. It's, uh, I mean, it's obviously dated from 19, what, 23 or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's actually genuinely creepy still. It's got some really effective moments, and um, Ken Orlock is just amazing. Nice. Have you ever seen Shadow of the Vampire? Just bits and pieces. Never seen it. 
That's, yeah. It's a good one about that movie. It's awesome. They're actually playing. Uh, they're playing Phantom of the Opera here, the original Universal Monster one, um, with a live orchestra in a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah, I think we might go check it out. What's his face? The uh, lighthouse director isn't he rumored to remake Nosferatu? Yeah, it's rumored, but. Uh, he's not doing that next. Next, he's doing a uh, Viking movie called The Northmen with uh, the Skarsgård brothers. Nice. Yeah. Sam, would you like to go? I suppose. In okay. the orphanage, what does Simon require daily to survive? Oh, I haven't seen The Orphanage in forever. That's a really good movie, though. Water? <laughs> Air? I don't Blood? Know. I don't know. A body. Yeah, I was going to say. Wrong. Medication. Oh. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That was a trick question. Charlie's Angels. (laughs) Girl power. (laughs) All right. In Club Dread. Great movie. It's a great movie. Coconut Pete's hit song is called what? Pina Colada Berg. Damn it, why does fucking Joe have to get it? <laughs> I never saw it, so... Oh, it was a good one. Uh, yeah, you a good one. Yeah. yeah, you should watch it. It's a good you would one. like it, yeah. yeah. Did you like Super Troopers? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically Super Troopers, but like a horror movie, horror comedy. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'll check I'll check it out. It's okay. a good jam, too. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> what is the first horror film to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards? Sons of Lambs. Ah, fuck. Uh, Psycho. No. Sam? At which awards? Academy. The Academy Awards. The first one to be nominated for Best Picture. Misery? No. <laughs> it's it's actually The Exorcist. Oh. oh. Yeah. yeah. Sounds of the Lambs was the first one to win. Okay. That's a great question. That is a good question. All right. Too bad I didn't know the answer. Neither of None of us did. Okay. Okay, in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, how is the hitchhiker related to Leatherface? He's his cousin. Sam said it. Ooh, she just watched it. (laughs) It is, yes, his brother. Nice. He kind of cute. Kind (laughs) of cute, but crazy. (laughs) Is there anyone you don't think is cute? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. (laughs) The hitchhiker's scary. So? He's cute, though. He's like goofy. Goofy? Yeah. Okay. He's like that kid in class that everyone like beat up, and you're like, come on, guys, leave him alone. Okay. <laughs> Who's up? Todd? Steve? Todd, I think. I think, uh, I think it's Sammy's turn. Oh, Sam's turn. I don't think it is, but in the 1980 horror film, The Fog, what spirits are carried in the pirates. cloud? Yeah, they're pirates. You're wrong. What? It's the the lepers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm giving Todd the point. (laughs) Well, I'm taking it back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In Night to the Living Dead, which character is the first to die on screen? Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Yep. Good job. All right. In the Banana Splits movie, Ooh. what's the name of the lion? Oh, fuck. Turbo. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Sam. 
What was it? Ruber. Ruber? Oh. Is it Ruber? Sam's out of nowhere. I don't know, Steve. It's Steve's question, is it not? No, it was close. Drooper, but I, I think oh, that is that what you said, Drooper? Well, you're no, close enough. Ruber. Yeah, it's close. close. It's close. It, 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 it's t- it, they don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't enough. sure, so that's okay. Okay. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> Point. <laughs> See, girl power does help, guys. <laughs> all right. In Alien, what is the designation of the planetoid upon which the Nostromo finds a derelict spaceship? Jupiter. LV two four one or something. L V two four one. Oh, you're close. No? Close, but no cigar. Give it to me. LV-242. <laughs> no. LV-140. Um. Haley's Hope. Hadley's Hope. LV-426. Give me the damn point. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't get the numbers right, Todd. I'll give you another one, though, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. When Psycho was released, who demanded theaters have a no late admission policy? For the, the director. Who is? Hitchcock. Yes, correct. I'll give you the point, Todd. Yeah, he started that whole thing. All right. All right. What Superman from 1978 actress was also in Black Christmas? Margot Kidder. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I know. Superhero stuff I'm very good at. <laughs> that Lois Lane? Shit, I'll have to remember next time. I, I just watched Black Christmas like two days ago. It's, oh, nice. It's awesome. A great yeah, movie. Excited for the PG-13 really. remake? Girl Power! <laughs> I bet that's going to bomb because of that. You should probably review it since it's like the last, probably the last movie in a while in theaters for us. Yeah, we can review it at Christmas. Yeah. Weird Christmas episodes. Yeah. You know, Girl Power, ready or not? Fair move of the year so far. Yeah, she was a strong female mm. lead. Yep. Yeah. Top fiber for me. What about the descent? All female cast. All hotties. Yeah. 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 Alright, my turn? Yes. Alright, whoever gets closest for this one. Uh, according to IMDb, The Lost Boys took how many weeks to film? 16. I'm going to say 8 weeks. I'm going to go five. 26. Sam, are you changing it to 5? No. Are you sure? 5. <laughs> All right, Sam wins because it's 3. Yeah! Oh, wow. Really? Three. Anything to fuck Joe over? Yeah, well, I was kind of thinking, I was remembering, like, watching that movie, and I don't think it took a lot of time. All right. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, it's crazy though. That's pretty low yeah, for a movie. That is low, huh? Quick, quick turnaround. Is that it? We're done. Are we? I thought Steve had one more. Yep. But maybe not. Are I, we done? No, I had three. All, I did. Right. Oh. Yep. All right. Well, that is it. All right. So after uh, this week, uh, we have in uh, last place, but Sam got three points this week. So good job, Sam, uh, with fourteen points. Uh, Steve got two points to go up to 23 points, still in third place. Um, and, uh, as of tonight, we now have a tie for first place. Oh, shit. Damn it. As Todd got three points tonight and Joe got two. 
which leaves them both in a first-place tie with 28 points. What was your question that got replaced, that had to replace Lucio Fulci, Steve? It was who directed uh, <laughs> The City of the Living Dead. And, no, uh, I mean, the, no, sorry, the uh, the Banana Splits one. Oh, uh, well, Sam, I, 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 I wrote down all their names <laughs> so to talk about it during the review, so I figured <laughs> I'd use one of them. Nice. Speaking of, are we ready? Let's do it. All right, so ba- very basic banana splits synopsis here. A young uh, young boy, a little bit old probably to be watching this show. That's kind of a plot point. Is obsessed with this animatronic uh, banana splits daytime kid show. Uh, we either do skits and everything. Uh, it's his birthday, and his mother and his older brother and his bitch ass stepdad named Mitch decide to take him to a live screening. And his older brother hooks him up by talking and flirting with like the main um, kind of like studio girl that like you know gives him tours and stuff into letting them go to the backstage you know meet meet and greet with the uh, animatronics and the the actor that plays kind of like a a Steve character from Blue's Clues he's like a drunk and he's pretty funny and Stevie. yeah and then the main the the thing is that the show is canceled like mid taping and one of the well the robots figure it out and they just go on a Killing Rampage for it. And that's where we're at. So, who would like to lead it off? I guess I will. Um, I had um, I had a blast with this movie. I really, I went in with basically like no to low expectations. Um, and it was like way better than I expected it to be. Uh, it shot really well. Um, it's like... For a low-budget movie, um, it really doesn't show its low budget all that often. Um, a couple of, you know, effect scenes and whatnot, but the practical effects were great in it. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a blast. And uh, it was, uh, it far actually exceeded my expectations. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a pleasant surprise for me. Sam? Um, I agree. I thought that the quality was really nice of it. Um, I didn't really go in with too many expectations. I thought it was fun. At first, I didn't really catch that they were robots, because when the guy was plugging them in, I was like, oh, I don't really like that. And I think it would have been a little creepier if it were humans, but I could see why they went the robot route. Yeah, uh, this movie is uh, really surprised me as well. Like I echo both what Sam and uh, Joe said. I came in with no expectations, thinking it'd be a low-budget kind of, eh, like, a middle-line film, but I came out really enjoying it. Uh, even my wife, who sometimes kind of peeks over what I'm watching, thought that lately I've had really bad taste, because I've been watching a lot of bad movies, <laughs> and she really got Pastor. into this one. Well, yeah, <laughs> we will talk about Pastor at the end of the year, I guarantee it. Uh, but, yeah, so anyways, so she yeah, was actually really into this film, too. I mean, the, the kills are really cool. The acting was surprisingly pretty good for something like this, and I I just really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not like a top ten film for me this year, but it just missed out because I did really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's in my top ten to be honest with you. I loved it actually. The bar was low, like you guys said, and it exceeded it. The the mom's a, a babe. Um, kids are well acted. Mitch plays a perfect rotten, dirty step stepdad. And uh, you know what kind of bugged me too, same along the same lines of Sam. There's 
you could tell a lot of the times that the animatronics were actually people in suits, you know? Yeah. Like, they, they didn't do a great job making them robotic looking. Right. Well, I felt like they didn't start walking robotic until towards <laughs> the end. And I'm like, bitch, you were not moving, marching in a band like that the whole time. Like, you just now started right. walking like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To me, it was kind of like gave the movie a little bit of a charm. Like, you know, like, it was just like, you know, it's just like so cheesy and corny, yeah. but like... It was just kind of funny, like, how they, like, midway through, they kind of turned to robots. I kind of do agree with Sam, though. I mean, I understand why they went the plot route they did with, like, the robots going crazy. Because it makes a little more sense than, I guess, like, but, I mean, but, like, if it was, like, the old, like, old actors and they were, like, we've been doing this fucking show for, like, 50 years and now they're going to cancel us. So, like, they're, like, these, like, 70-year-old guys that just kind of go crazy. (laughs) That kind of would have been a funny little plot point too but i mean the, with the animatronics it kind of makes it i guess a little more i don't know maybe creepier but i don't know it would have been creepy with like actual act people i think too. so and it could have been kids that started when they were young like 20 years old and then yeah. 30 years down the road they still could have been like capable of killing people right but my thing was with um stevie is how he was like I'm tired of working with you idiots. And I'm like, relax. They're fucking robots. Like you're letting them like, I don't know, take up so much time and energy from your soul. Like they're just fucking robots. Go get another job. Yeah. Dude was cool though. Yeah. He's pretty funny. And I hated uh, Mitch. I didn't realize Todd, I didn't realize that they were married. I thought that was just her boyfriend because he was so disconnected from them. And I just assumed that the kid wanted to call him dad. But then when at the end, she's like, I want a divorce. I was like, oh, my God, you were married to him? Yeah. Yeah, a stickhead stepdad. And the girl he was nailing, like, wasn't even better looking than his wife. So I was like, what? That's, I know. I, I mean, who am I to judge? But I thought <laughs> you can was, judge. I thought you she can was judge. a babe, too. Yeah. Uh, I totally love the gore. And I totally love Mitch, Mitch's ending, too, because you think he's going to get away with it. But he doesn't. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah. Did you guys have like a favorite kill? I really enjoyed um, the saw in half. Uh, yeah, that was kill. awesome. That yeah. was awesome. Like I like the, the banana split. The banana. I was split. gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say about the saw character. There's kind of a miscast there. If you catch my drift of him proposing to her. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like, I, eh. I yeah, they. Uh, they were, oh, yeah, they weren't, definitely weren't my favorite. Uh, they didn't, like, when he proposed to her, I was like, oh, this is staged. Because I really, they didn't seem like they were, like, actual boyfriend and girlfriend. Aww. Well, <laughs> I remember you saying that, but it wasn't staged because even right. he asked if her parents followed her on Instagram because uh, he wanted to propose okay. live. So, but yeah, I kind of, I thought that it just seemed, I don't know. I agree with you guys about. I hated that. the dad, too. With the with the little girl that made yeah. her sing, yeah. they were oh yeah, that was the awful, two, yeah. They were easily the two worst characters. Yeah, what I did look, she say? Like a drunk or something? You got drunk in your trunk or some shit? Yeah, the, the Black Eyed Peas song, I think. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I like how she was like, "Okay, that's really dated." Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, a little bit of a nitpick uh, with those uh, like Instagrammers there. They make a point to say that he only has, like, 218 followers. Yeah. But if you're watching the stream, the hearts are going nuts, as if there's a ton <laughs> of people watching. Yeah. It just it just didn't make sense. Like, is he popular or is he not, right? It's I, just... Uh, I think if we want to get technical, didn't his phone get destroyed and he brought her, so maybe she has more followers? Yeah, because that, that does actually maybe make sense because... Uh... 
everyone kept asking where she was, like, in the comments. They were like, where's Poppy or whatever. So maybe she is the more famous one. Oh, so he... It makes more sense that he was riding her curtails. That's why he necessarily didn't swing for that team, but he proposed to her anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, it's a deep movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. And I got a, I, I got a question for you guys. Maybe I just missed it. Uh, wasn't only one of the robots like had a virus in them? So yeah. why did three of them start killing people? So the way I I was thinking that too, Steve. Actually, because yeah, you only see the one robot go in and turn back. My thought is they all um, are connected by, like, the same program. So with him getting, like, virus, the rest of them, like, get virus too type thing, I guess. Like, it's like the same yeah, but then, idea, you know? But then Snorky doesn't do that. That's true. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that... Snorky's the good one. Right. So, I don't know. I thought uh, maybe I missed something or... yeah. I, yeah, they don't really show how why the other two go crazy, too. That's a good point. Well, and I was kind yeah, of so thinking I, along the lines of that, too. Like, how come the guy didn't, um, like, fix them, like, with the computer programming? Like, he knew that they were capable of doing bad things, but he didn't really... Well, how did the program go bad, too? Like, was it his intention to make them bad, or was it just, like, it was just, like, a faulty thing in the program? Because really they didn't sure, really explain yeah. it that well. I think that whole plot point could have been just yeah. taken out, uh, and the, the machines could have just gone crazy without all that stuff. I think yeah, that agreed. kind of they would have kind of shut some of the whole plot holes that it kind of brought on. So, and it didn't really lead anywhere because we never really saw that guy again after he was like locked up and stuff. So, right. I don't know. I gotta say, my least favorite part of the whole thing is when uh, that girl, the poppy girl puts on the girl outfit and like kind of goes crazy yeah i yeah. thought that was just a stupid plot point um and out of place yeah, yeah weird. it was yeah i was really out of place um i mean it does it leaves it open though for a sequel with her at the end obviously um saving the banana splits uh even though like they're technically kind of dead but they could still be brought back to life um so, well, actually, his eye does light up at the end, so maybe they are still alive. So, I mean, I would be totally on board for a sequel to this um, somehow, some way. Um, I don't know what you would do or how you would do it, but, I mean, I had so much fun with this one. I would I would totally be down for this to become, like, a little low-budget franchise. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else? Maybe you guys want to rate it? Um. What about what's everyone? What was everyone's favorite uh, banana split of the four? What was the elephant's name? Uh, Snorky. Snork. Snorky. Steve has. What are their names, Steve? I know you have all their names down. Uh, elephant Snorky. Lion is Drooper. The dog is Flegel, and the bear is Bingo. Okay. Let's. Can I pick Steve? Yeah, hell yeah, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Steve. <laughs> Stevie, the guy? Stevie, yeah. Yeah, Stevie, the guy. Okay. <laughs> he was like the... <laughs> oh, yeah, he was... He's like, funny. He's kind of like... Um, in, in, uh, you ever seen Jingle All the Way there uh, with Turbo Man? And, uh, yeah. He's kind of like Booster, the sidekick no one likes. Uh, right, <laughs> that no one wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I guess my favorite, I mean, Snorky obviously is my boy because he's, like, the the savior. He's the one that's actually, like, still good. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, 
funness-wise and kind of, like, the coolest-looking one. Probably um the one that plays drums there. What's his name? Bingo? Is that what you said? Yeah, Bingo. Yeah. The drummer, yeah. he's. I think he's cool. the coolest-looking one with the shade and stuff. Yeah, I like his look. Have you guys ever played Five Nights at Freddy's? I haven't, no. but, I mean, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel this was just basically Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. without the license, right? It so. actually it actually was. Um, so they oh, was wanted, it? it was. It was. They took... There were, there were supposed to be a Five Nights at Freddy's horror movie, but they couldn't get the, the rights and licensing, so they ended up buying the script from them. Um, so, yeah, it basically was a Five Nights at Freddy's movie that they just never could have made. But yeah, it, it makes it, sense. It, it is really bizarre to me, though. So I never watched the Banana Splits, um, and I know it's like a 60s Hanna-Barbera like, actual show. It just blows my mind that they were able to make it into a horror movie, like, Hanna-Barbera must have lost the rights or something like that, because there's no way they would have ever allowed this. Yeah, I think they just didn't give a shit. To be yeah. honest. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd never heard of the Banana Splits before this movie. Neither had I, uh, yeah. Only, and then I, yeah. I looked them up, yeah. And I watched like a YouTube video of like the intro. They use the same song and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's a good adaptation of the bananas. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and they even like ride around in that little like thing. So yeah, like they they like really uh they really paid attention. Yeah, and and kudos to the director. I mean, like I you know um, we were gonna have her on, but unfortunately scheduling didn't work out. Um, but definitely kudos to her because I mean I thought it was a great. I don't think she's really done much else. So, but uh, yeah, I mean it was directed well it was acted well and for a low budget movie it was i was very impressed yeah and uh now we don't have these in canada but uh does chuck e cheese a thing where they have animatronics like this <laughs> yes or? yep 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 and yeah, have actually, you guys been to a chuck e cheese i have yeah, yeah. it was yep. a big big thing like it, they've had those animatronics actually for like 20 30 years but it was actually just announced this week that chuck e cheese is removing all animatronics from all of stores. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I think it's just kind of dated now and they'll probably do something different, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great memory from childhood going to like birthday parties and yeah, yeah they, they put on, they would put on like a concert, but yeah, it was basically just like this. Um, just like the banana splits pretty much, except they didn't walk around. <laughs> Yeah, basically all I know about Chuck E. Cheese is the famous Zach Galifianakis joke where he says, when you look like this, you can't get a table for one at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Sam introduced me to the big conspiracy theory they have about Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, the pizzas? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw a Shane Dawson video about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember, I think Joe told me that the they serve beer. Did you tell yeah, me that? Yeah, And I was so shocked. I was like, why would they do that? Yeah. Like, so the dads can do something when they're sitting around. Yeah, I don't know. It's would you like gr- get a beer though, Todd? If you were at like Chuck E. Cheese with your kids, or would you feel weird about it? No, because I I play the games and shit, so yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I figured out how this could have been made with all the rights issues. Okay. So Hanna Barbera is owned by NBC. NBC owns Sci-Fi. Ah. So there you go. Okay. And it was a sci-fi... Well, it really technically wasn't a sci-fi original, right? But they did end up releasing it on sci-fi or something? Correct. I think it was. I think it was a sci-fi pictures movie, but like they released it on DVD before they released it on on the channel. Yeah. So, yeah. But the most important question is, 
could you finish the obstacle course? <laughs> what was it? The slimy pit or whatever? <laughs> That's pretty rad. Um, with uh, Where do you hit it with the hammer? There was yeah. a lot of good kills in this. And when he jams the uh, lollipop oh, down yeah. the guy's throat, that yep. was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a lot Fun. of real... And the banana split, of course, like you said, was, was great. I love when just, like, his, like... <laughs> his just, like, body with all the arms and legs. He's basically, like, a... Like a paraplegic, just like, bloop, oh, like yeah. it just like splats down. Crazy. <laughs> would you watch it again? I would. Yeah. yeah. I would like, this is a great movie to watch with friends, like a group of friends, mm-hmm. like having some drinks or something like that. Like, and just kind of laugh too and have a great, this, this is a great audience. I would love to see this in the theater with like a crowd because I think it would be a blast. Yeah. I mean, I had a blast just watching it with Sam, like I, watching it with like a big crowd or having some uh, beers with your friends or whatever. It would be even more fun. Yeah, this is definitely a buy for me. I watched it on Sci-Fi, and I will be buying it. It's a good movie. Loved yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, same same here. I rented it on Xbox, and I'm I'm gonna buy it for sure. It is. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't collect, but I mean, if I did, I don't like buy collect DVDs. But if I did, that would definitely add this to the collection. How do you watch your movies, Joe? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's your ratings, guys? I give this an eight point two five. Oh, that's high. Um, I'm giving it a. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna go seven and a half on this one. Yeah, it was a blast. It was it exceeded my expectations. I was teetering between seven and seven and a half, but it, it was a lot of fun, and I would watch it again. So I'll give it a seven and a half. I'm thinking yeah, seven and a half for me as well. Seven and a half, too steep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I like I said, it, in my top, it's actually eleventh on my on my list of things oh, I've watched okay. this year. So it just missed out my top ten, but uh, I would still recommend it highly, and I enjoyed it. Seven point five for this for a movie like this is pretty high. So yeah, I was happy with it. um, I really liked it. I would definitely watch it again if i collected dvds i would buy it um but i would rate it uh 7.2 horse squad approved yeah yeah definitely i mean i was yeah it was way better than expected so uh yeah it was it was it was a ton of fun and it was a nice little change of pace from uh we've like watched a lot of serious stuff lately so it was kind of fun to watch uh yeah uh, one that was a little lighter kind of mindless yeah Definitely, yeah, definitely turn off your brain and just enjoy it. And make yourself a banana split. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good idea, though, a banana split party. I know, I was like, <laughs> play this while you're having a kid's birthday party outside, and the adults can just stay inside and watch this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Alrighty. think that's it. Yeah. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye. What uh, what's next? Hello.